1: Inside Sources. Welcome back, final segment of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. We are keeping our eye, by the way, on the United States Senate that is currently in the middle of a vote on raising, increasing the debt limit by two point five trillion dollars, which will get them basically to same time next year. And currently the vote is 47 to 47. So there are six votes left. Uh, I have not seen the vice president make her way to the Capitol. And so that tells me either something's up and maybe a Mitch McConnell or someone may be going to cast a surprise vote uh, so that the vice president doesn't have to go down uh, to the Capitol to cast a deciding vote on the debt limit. Uh, But we will continue to monitor and watch that uh, as we move along. And it looks like we might have some breaking news. Lindsay Erich joins us in studio. Lindsay, what's happening?
0: Yes, good morning or good afternoon, Boyd. We do have some breaking news here on KSL News Radio. Salt Lake City police say their school resource officer at West High have recovered the gun uh, that was uh, reportedly found or reported yesterday to be inside West High School. That caused an hours-long lockdown and uh, police on Twitter saying that the investigation is ongoing. They have no further details, but they have say they recovered that gun.
1: Okay, they've recovered the gun again with West High School and uh, Lindsay Ertz and the team will continue to track that and follow that as we go through the afternoon right here on KSL News Radio. Uh, as I mentioned, we're continuing to keep our eye on the United States Senate. Uh, there are now forty-eight yeses and forty-seven noes. Uh, on raising the debt ceiling to $2.5 trillion. And again, it's going to be very interesting to see who emerges. I know that uh, neither Leader Schumer nor uh, the minority leader, uh, Mitch McConnell, have cast their votes yet. So that will be interesting to watch as we continue to move through. Uh, so a lot of trauma, a lot of drama in our nation's capital today, most of it very, very partisan. Uh, if you missed the beginning of the show today, one, well, I encourage you to go back and uh, check out the podcast this afternoon. We had uh, former D.C. Circuit Judge uh, Thomas, Thomas Griffith on the program with us. Uh, He was actually a member of the committee that the president called for to evaluate the Supreme court, Uh, not to make recommendations, but to go through the process. And it was very interesting as we began our discussion. uh, I love that judge Griffiths uh, who knows a thing or two about the Supreme court. Again, he was 15 years on the second highest court of the land, the DC circuit And he talked about the civility that he experienced uh, as a conservative member of this committee, again, appointed by the president. uh, And that's something to celebrate. And that's something for us to emulate. I want you to take a quick listen to Judge Griffith uh, talking about his experience, talking about the Supreme Court.
2: My experience on the commission was a remarkable and good one. Um, uh, When when the president announced that he was going to Uh, have a commission to look at this issue he announced that it was going to be bipartisan and I I suppose I was one of the people that made it bipartisan there were uh, a handful of us conservatives uh, but we were well outnumbered by the uh, by the the progressives on the commission so I went in with a little bit of uh, anxiety and a great deal of skepticism about what role uh, we would play on the commission and I have to say that all of my anxiety and all of my skepticism was put to rest because it was clear that And this came from the president, uh, that what he wanted was a vigorous discussion, uh, a fair debate, um, and he wanted to hear from all sides. Um, and so I, I have to say my fellow uh, uh, colleagues on the commission bent over backwards to make certain that those of us who are conservatives that our voice was heard, that our uh, arguments were included, um, and that we were treated civilly. It it really was a a remarkable experience. Uh,
1: Again, love that perspective uh, from former Judge uh, Thomas Griffiths. Uh, Again, he was on the uh, D.C. Circuit Court there, second highest court in the land, and was part of this commission that uh, President Biden had announced uh, early on. Uh, that to they were really going to evaluate and look at all of the things that have happened uh, on the Supreme Court and where it should go next and i just think it is so worth stopping for a moment to celebrate and say look this was a group that had a very civil conversation had very different opinions, had very different perspectives in the role of the court, the, the way judges are functioning and operating. They talked about term limits, they talked about age limits, they talked about expanding the court uh, by the number of judges. Uh, and in all of that, uh, they did it in a very civil way, uh, where even though Judge Griffiths was clearly among the minority members of this commission, Uh, he felt completely respected. He felt heard. He felt understood, felt like he was part of that whole process. Uh, And so we're going to continue to break that down tomorrow because I just think that is a model. I wish we could have had a little inside look into how those deliberations happened, uh, how arguments were made, and how they ultimately wrapped up their report there. Because it really gives us a perspective on something that I think uh, we all need to learn to do just a little bit better. There was a great article today on thehill.com uh, by John Grossenbacher. Uh, he retired in 2003 as a U.S. Navy Vice Admiral and Commander of the U.S. Naval, Naval Submarine Forces. Uh, so a 33-year career uh, in the Navy. And I just saw the title, uh, the headline of his piece, and thought, okay, this is, this is good. And the title is, Mr. President, America Needs a Stand-Down Order. And he went on to describe what is that and what would that look like for the nation. Uh, He said this, he said, In military and many industrial organizations, when something goes seriously wrong, operations are promptly halted, especially when safety is compromised. Even those not remotely associated with an accident or an incident of concern, participate in a review of what happened. That's called standing down. <laughs> Information is shared about how, when, and why it went wrong. The purpose is to get everyone's attention and engage them in thinking about what just happened. The goal is to correct what went wrong and take steps to prevent it from happening again and also to learn why the organization failed to prevent it from happening in the first place. So they call this standing down. Now, he was quick to point out that stand-downs are very costly in time and resources. They are serious disruptions, especially to a business. But that's sort of the key. When things are going wrong, if you don't if you just keep chasing and accelerating, you're just going to make it worse. And so sometimes that stand-down order, while painful, can be incredibly important for the future. And I've seen businesses where everyone knew it was broken. Everyone knew something had gone radically wrong, yet no one was willing to stand down. So you continue to have fights going back and forth in between departments or between executives or between employees and they just keep charging ahead in a broken system, in a broken model. And unless someone is willing to lead and say, stand down, let's assess how did we get here and how do we get out and move forward? Finally, they called for the president to say, it's time for a national stand down. We owe it to ourselves and America's future to pause and think carefully about where our behaviors are leading us. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that'll make a difference your all-day resource for critical breaking news, traffic and weather and conversation about Utah's most important stories. Listen on any smart speaker, the KSL News Radio app and in your car at 102.7 FM.
2: KSL FM Midvale. KSL Salt Lake City. KSL News.